Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the Don't Take It On podcast. I'm your host, Bryn. What I envision for this podcast is inspiring stories, life advice, interviews, all about this philosophy of don't take it on. I've always wanted to start a podcast and the topic of New Year's resolutions really inspired me to finally get the ball rolling. So that's what I will be talking about today. But in my second episode, I'm going to dive deeper into the origin story behind Don't Take It On, this small piece of advice, this mantra that can really help you alleviate stress in your life. So I hope you stick around for the second episode, but today I'm going to be going over my advice on goal setting and new year's resolutions first i'm going to be talking about breaking down your goals into topics and subtopics i'm going to go over my monthly reflection process and then lastly i'll be talking about the month of january in general so i hope you stick around and i'll dive right in First up, I'm talking about breaking down your goals into main topics and then subtopics. Usually when people write out their list of goals, it's just that, a big list of everything that you want to accomplish. And something that I have found helpful over the last few years is breaking down my goals into topics and subtopics. This isn't a new idea. There's plenty of other advice out there in the world about small achievable goals um, to get to a larger goal and I have just applied the same thing to new year's resolutions so for my first example I'll talk about reading every year I have a reading goal of how many books I want to read in the year so my first goal uh, my first topic there would be you know I want to read 20 books in 2023 And then beyond that, I can go a little bit deeper. If I know that I've really been stuck on one genre and I want to branch out or get a little bit more education on a certain topic, I might say five of those 20 books I want to read nonfiction or I want to read biographies. So I have that larger goal of reading, of reading 20 books in the year, but then I'm going a little bit deeper into the details about, you know, how many would be nonfiction and nonfiction, or maybe I already have three or four titles in mind that I want to read and I could add those as my subtopics or my secondary goals. Another example of this would be work-related. So maybe you haven't updated your resume or your LinkedIn in a while and you're looking for a new job. So under your broader category of work, your subtopic would be updating your resume, updating your LinkedIn. Maybe it's even getting a 3% raise or a title change or a promotion. So having your you know broader topic of work-related goals and then those subtopics can help you kind of check in throughout the year. Another example I'll mention is fitness. I know that's usually a big goal for people in the new year is things that are fitness-related. So for 2022, one of my goals was to get back into running. 
I had kind of slacked off a little bit at the end of 2021 and I wanted to get my mileage back up. So I set a specific goal of running about 20 miles a week. So I had that as a subtopic. I had walking outside more um, and even joining Orange Theory Fitness. So that's just another example of having that overarching goal with those subtopics. And you're, you're getting specific, you're getting detailed in these smaller subtopics, but you're also giving yourself wiggle room. Going back to that philosophy of don't take it on, I think when we write out a goal or we set a goal in mind, we feel like a failure if we don't actually achieve that goal. And part of the don't take it on philosophy would be to give yourself permission to change and adapt your goals as you go. So looking at, you know, my resolutions from 2022 under the broader topic of time or time spent, I was really looking at how am I spending my time every day? You know, am I on social media? Am I doing things that are interesting, like hanging out with friends So under my time category, I had get back into watercolor painting. I had done a lot of painting during the pandemic in 2020, and I wanted to get back into that. So I had watercoloring on my resolutions list, and I didn't end up painting. I think I only painted one time in the whole year. So I did reflect on that. And every time I looked at my list, I, you know, saw, oh yeah, I wanted to, you know, get back into watercoloring, but I really assess like, how am I feeling? Do I want to start this this month? Or, you know, do I want to take steps to kind of get back into this or not? And over and over again, I just wasn't really inspired to do that. And instead of beating myself up and feeling like I didn't accomplish something that I set out to accomplish, I gave myself permission to, change my mind. And I think that's really important is to not let goal setting or resolutions make you feel bad, but make you feel empowered to change your mind and to really listen to, you know, what's making you happy. So on that, I'm going to kind of move into my next topic, which is monthly reflections. Um, And this is really how I was able to keep checking in with myself. So monthly reflections are exactly how they sound, monthly reflections. And I started off really strong in 2022. I did my January reflection right at the end of the month. I did my February reflection right at the end of the month. And then I found it, I, I kind of fell off the bandwagon. I ended up having to combine a couple of months and did two months at a time for a while, got back into doing it once a month and then fell off again. So you know, if this monthly reflection turns into a bi-monthly reflection, into a quarterly reflection, or even just a halfway point reflection, again, the don't take it on mentality would be to give yourself permission to adapt and change and just kind of roll with things. But what I found really helpful about the activity was that each time I did a reflection, I went through every single topic, every single subtopic, and wrote a note about how things were going. So back to our reading goal, 
when I uh, was doing these reflections, I would write, you know, I started XYZ book, I finished XYZ book, I'm two books closer to my goal. In regards to the work topic, I would say something like, I was able to update my LinkedIn and I'll be working on updating my resume soon. Back to the time. I didn't end up painting, but I feel like I'm kind of changing my mind about that goal. I'm not really inspired to paint this month. So this monthly reflection activity enabled me to always check back in with these goals and either see the progress I was making and feel accomplished by that or see the areas that I needed to maybe kick it into high gear but also an opportunity to say, well, I actually don't think this is serving me anymore. Maybe I can pivot and do something else instead. So those monthly reflection activities can be really helpful and always writing a note whether you do do something or not just keeps it top of mind, which can help you then accomplish that goal or cross it out and skip it. The next thing I want to touch on is the month of January in general. Now, usually right at the first of the year, I feel like there's all of this pressure to have all of these goals already ready to go. So right out of the gate, January 1st, you are working towards those goals. You have everything laid out and you're ready to go. I find that really stressful one day for a whole entire year of goals can feel scary. And so what I like to do is actually take the entire month of January to figure out what I want. I'm taking the entire month to take stock of what I want to accomplish, where I'm at. I'm using the collective energy of a new chapter, a fresh start that's in the air that whole month of January, I feel like people are, you know, pushing out content about goal setting and resolutions, just like I'm doing now. Um, but I think that it can be a little bit scary to have to have all that figured out in one day. And then by January 2nd, if you haven't done anything or you don't have your list written, you might feel like, oh, well, I missed the boat. Let me just not do this. So when we give ourselves permission to actually take that full month of January to really take stock and think about things, it can be freeing, which again goes back to this don't take it on mentality of not taking on the typical idea of how New Year's resolutions operate and morphing it into something that helps you not feel stressed out by it, but inspired by it. And this idea of giving yourself the entire month of January actually came from a different podcast I used to listen to called Glowing Up. And comedian and writer and actress Esther Pavitsky gave this advice and I was really inspired by it. And for the first you know, few times that I tried it out, I really saw the benefit. So I encourage everyone to give yourself permission to be flexible with your timing and not get too caught up in the typical idea of how New Year's resolutions or how goals are set. All 
right, so we covered breaking down our goals into topics and subtopics into smaller achievable goals for that overarching concept. We talked about monthly reflections and checking in with each of those goals as you progress through the year, whether you are working towards it or not, just checking in with how you're feeling. And lastly, we touched on the month of January and giving yourself permission to really try on these different goals and ideas that you have for yourself and see what would serve you best. So thank you for tuning in to this first episode. I'm really excited about this project and I hope you tune in to the second episode where I'm going to be going in deeper about the concept of Don't Take It On, talking about the origin story. It's actually a source that's so random, um, but I think it really hit home with a lot of people. So thank you for tuning in and I will catch you on the next episode.